it was ground to shoulder, shoulder, shoulder to overhead, then a re-rack, then another shoulder to overhead. The re-rack wasn't written in, in the complex, but I always mention it because it's the hardest part. Welcome to the Bar Bend Podcast, where we talk to the smartest athletes, coaches, and minds from around the world of strength. I'm your host, David Thomas Tao, and this podcast is presented by Barbend.com. Hey folks, we have a short and sweet one for you today. I'm talking to American weightlifter Hampton Morris. Just 17 years old, Hampton has an athletic resume that is nothing short of jaw-dropping. He has two world, 10 Pan American, and 16 American weightlifting records, And he's the 2021 Pan American Senior Champion, yep, at just 17, and also the 2021 Youth World Champion. We chat about Hampton's meteoric rise in the sport, the unorthodox accessory movements in his training, and much more. We're incredibly thankful that you listened to this podcast, so if you haven't already, be sure to leave a rating and review of the Barbed Podcast in your app of choice. Now let's get to the show. Hampton, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, for those who don't know, because we've been following your weightlifting career very closely at Barbend, how long have you been weightlifting and, and how long have you been competing? So my first local competition was summer 2016. My first national competition was summer 2017. Before that, I'd been doing the Olympic lifts for maybe half a year, I think. And I'd been doing like general strength stuff like squats, pulls, and some press uh, since I was about 10. So how how old were you during your first weightlifting competition? I was 12. And now here we are about about five years later, and you're a a world record holder, and you're a multi-time champion. I can't list the number of championships you have. Give folks an idea of just what what are some of the titles you currently hold? Let's just put it that way. Youth Pan American Championship, uh, Pan American Champion, Youth World Champion, recently Senior Pan American Champion. <laughs> I got, got really lucky with who was competing in my weight class. Youth World Record Holder, Clean and Jerk and Total. That's, I mean, that's, that's pretty, like, that's a pretty good resume for the past, like, you know, two years. Yeah. I have to ask, because you're still a youth athlete, so you can compete as a youth athlete. You can compete at the junior level and you can clearly compete at the senior level. Congrats on your recent senior Pan American championship. Thank you. Which which level do you prefer competing on youth, junior or or world at this point or youth, junior or senior? I should say. I don't really feel much difference aside from the senior one. My competition is pretty much the same. The youth and junior are a lot of fun because we like play card games and hang out and stuff. There's a lot of that between sessions. Okay, let's let's talk a little bit about, if you don't mind, about your 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 training. So you've been lifting strength training in some capacity since you were 10. A lot of folks would say that's on the relatively early, early side. What got you into it's just strength training initially? Well, I started it to try to get stronger to play soccer better. My dad was my Well, my dad is my coach for weightlifting, but he was also my soccer coach back when I played soccer. My family got into, yeah, kind of got into weightlifting through CrossFit. Hmm. 
Now, did, was it something where you kind of immediately realized you were you were pretty good at this whole lifting thing, or you know, was it a slower progression at first? I feel like some people can pick up a barbell and it's it's like they'd always belonged in their hands. Some people it it, it takes a little bit. We've seen lifters at top levels go either way. So talk about those early years. Well, I'd been interested in barbell sports for a while, just watching my parents do CrossFit. But I want to say I really decided that I wanted to be a weightlifter after my first youth nationals in 2017. That's about the time that I stopped playing soccer, just finished that season out. Yeah, I've just been a weightlifter ever since. And it's clearly gone, gone pretty well. What does a, a week of training look like for you? Does your, you know, your dad, your coach, do you follow a particular, you know, people have the different methodologies. Some people say the Bulgarian system, the Russian system. There's all these sorts of terms that get thrown around. How would you describe your training and, and what is a week of training like? Yeah, I don't really have a, like a name for it, <laughs> but I train six days a week. Thursday is usually my rest day, like recovery day. Then Friday is pretty easy. Then Saturday is usually the day that I go heavy. The rest of the days are mostly just working days. What are your current, uh, what are your current PRs? And are they your competition PRs? And then your like training PRs. I'm curious if there's, <laughs> if there's a difference, you know, some lifters, there's a big difference. Yeah. I think snatch, my best training snatch is 124. And, uh, Best competition snatch is, yeah, 120. Then in for clean and jerk, my best competition clean and jerk is 156. In training, 163. Oh, wow. That's okay. That's interesting. Yeah. And the 156, the 156, that's, that's the youth world record currently, right? Yes, sir. That's how, that's how you know you've reached a, a really good level in the sport. Where it's like, what's your comp- what's your competition PR? You just you can just look up the world record list if you forget your competition PR because it's it's the heaviest anyone's done. Um, one sixty one sixty three. I had I had no idea. I kind of assumed your youth world record might have been a, an all time PR. That's absolutely phenomenal. And for those who don't who might not know, what body weight class do you train at or do you compete at currently? I compete in the 61 kilo class in, uh, in training. I walk around around 63. So not, not that big of a, like not that big of a cut basically. Yeah. Do you want to stay in that body weight category or as you get older, do you think that you'll move up? Well, a big thing with, uh, with us is that I like listen to my body. If I, if I need to go up, I will, but I'm liking the way that 61 is feeling. I, I, ha- I have to say that you, uh, you even at a lower body weight category, you have some of the, the best hair in weightlifting <laughs> that I've seen. It adds maybe like, I used to have really big hair. It adds maybe like a quarter of a kilogram. So you have to make, you have to make it work, but your flow is absolutely phenomenal on the platform. So I just have to give you a shout out there. I could not say it. Yeah, thank you. My dad actually like calculated it. He said it's like half a kilo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you have to, you have to, cut an extra half a kilo to have the hair, but the hair also gives you the confidence, right? So it, it has to balance out, right? Where's the yeah, benefit so there? power? There you go. It's like Samson. Let's change subjects a little bit. I'm curious as to, I, I mean, look, you're competing against the best in the world right now, right? You are the senior Pan American champion in your bodyweight category. It's not like there isn't 
a level of you haven't competed at the Olympics yet, right? But there's not right. really a level of competition you haven't hit or that you that you haven't qualified for. I, wait, remind me, have you competed at a senior worlds yet? No, but I qualified for it this year. I'm going to the junior Pan Am Games later this month, and the schedule with that and senior worlds didn't work out. So, so senior worlds, you've qualified maybe maybe next year, maybe in the in the in the very near future. But is there anyone that you still look up to in the sport? Could be in the U.S., could be internationally. Like really, just a lot of people. Like even like my teammates on the at the youth and junior level. It's really just fun to watch everybody. Yeah. Excellent. Is there anyone you haven't seen lift any lifter that you haven't seen lift that you'd like, like to see lift in person? I really like Koa. Her lifting is really fun to look at. Um, Excellent. I mean, I think that's a good, that's a, as good a pick as good a pick as any, what is like, I, I'm curious about when it comes to your actual like training week, what kind of like volume are you doing? Are you doing a bunch of accessories? You post a lot on social, which is fantastic to follow along, but you know, we've, we've social always gets like the highlights. Some of the real yeah. work, you know, the the front squat triples and the and the clean pulls and things like that don't always get the social media highlight. You know, what are some accessory movements that are really a priority in your training right now that you're really hitting regularly? Well, my dad has a trick for that. He uh if there's some kind of accessory work that I really need to prioritize, uh he'll put it in my warm-up. So I get in pull-ups basically every day. There's some Turkish get-ups. You know, stuff like that. Aside from that, uh, handstands are pretty important. We have this uh, flywheel that I do all kinds of stuff on, like Zercher squats and RDLs. Get GHD work a lot. Do some Bulgarian split squats. That's like a pretty, a pretty well-rounded approach. You hear a lot of weightlifters and, you know, some... Some will just kind of be like, oh, I just front squat, back squat, snatch, clean and jerk. But it sounds like you're hitting a lot of general physical preparation in your in your work right now. Yeah, I've got super long list of accessory stuff. Do you do you like doing accessory movement or movements or are you just like, I want to get those done so I can focus on the snatches and clean and jerks? It depends on the movement. Most of them I don't mind. The way that I do handstands is just not fun. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like what what is what is the protocol for that? So my dad has me superset minute and a half handstand holds with hand shifts with strict chest of our pull-ups and flywheel RDLs. You're ready to go to the CrossFit games at this point. No, I, I move slow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's very, very technical stuff. You don't see every weightlifter. Let me put it this way. When I was training and weightlifting regularly. I wasn't doing a lot of minute and a half handstand holds to put it, to put it nicely. Yeah. It's, it's awful. But then again, I wasn't setting world records. So maybe that's, maybe that's the difference. There's something there. Listen to what Hampton says. And his dad says, not what I have to say. What is your least favorite movement? The Zercher squats on the fly, on the flywheel or those aren't fun. The flywheel is just, the more you put in the harder it, the harder it is that that handstand handstand circuit is also also pretty bad. Well, I mean, it's certainly paying off your overhead. Yeah, definitely. Your overhead is, is very strong 
So uh, there's something there's something to this. You're actually not the first weightlifter I've talked to who really prioritizes handstands, but you're the first in a while. So and both of you were very good overhead. So maybe that's telling me something I should work on. Look, you're very early on in your career, and I don't want this to be too big or too intimidating a question. But what are some goals you have in the sport in you know the next couple of years? Yeah. So Paris Olympics is definitely a big goal for me. More general. I'm not really happy with my snatch. I just, it's not at the level as my clean and jerk. Hmm. And it's just a little frustrating sometimes. Well, that's something that, I mean, that can be fairly common among, among mm-hmm. youth lifters. At least, at least I've found in my observation, the snatch takes a little yes. while to catch up to the clean and jerk. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you're drilling specific? Like, are you training snatch significantly more than you're training clean and jerk right now? No, I do. Um, I do snatch and clean and jerk every day. The accessory work that I do right now is more geared towards fixing some of the problems I'm having in my snatch. But with that, I'm also uh, also seeing a physical therapist about once a week. And she prescribes a lot of accessory work for me to do, targeting that. Let's talk about competition because every lifter has a different ritual heading into competition and you've been competing a lot over the past over the past year especially kind of as competitions have come back in person you've been you have a very busy schedule and you have more competitions coming up up this year right so what what is your kind of competition routine are you someone who likes to you know some people have that particular soundtrack they put on for their headphones to get in the mood some yeah. people don't like listening to anything and they put the towel over their head between warm-up sets, what what is what do you like on competition day? I love to watch Miracle, the hockey movie. Yeah, with uh, Kurt Russell, right? Yeah, usually on like the bus or shuttle ride before weigh-ins, I listen to Hosier. More lately, aside from that, I'm just just focused on the competition. Gotcha. Now, are you uh, are you a lifter who you know are you're just kind of like doing what what your coach tell what your coach tells you in the warm-up area or are you giving feedback and going by you know personal feel back there if anything really stands out to me about how i'm feeling i'll i'll mention it but mostly i'm just listening to my dad makes makes sense what about what about your heading into a competition for your attempts are you and your dad pretty communicative and pretty locked in as far as what your attempts are going to be heading into a competition or is it kind of based on how you're warming up and how you're feeling day of? Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's a lot of communication about that. He like goes through all the plans of this is what we'll do. This is what we might do if uh, you're looking good. This is what you might do if you're not looking great. Here's if we need to push something, try to total well, just stuff like that. Fantastic. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, looking ahead, you had mentioned the Paris Olympics are, are your big priority for the next, I guess I would say four years, but really it's three because we kind of, we kind of fast forwarded a year, a year there, you know, what are, what are you kind of keeping in mind and how are you, and how are you staying focused? Is everything in service of that or are, you know, are there milestones kind of along the way that you're, that you're looking forward to? I'm really just taking every meet as it comes to me. 
Paris Olympics is just, it's just pretty far off, it feels like, and there are other things that are very important that are much sooner. For an old guy like me, three years doesn't feel like that much. But 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 when you're when you're when you're young and your career is just getting started, it might it might feel like a yeah. long, <laughs> it might feel I've seen enough Olympics to where it's you know. Um, where have you competed uh, that you most enjoyed traveling to? Saudi Arabia was really cool. We didn't really get to explore any at all because we were in the bubble. But they treated us really well at the hotel. The the hotel we stayed at was really, really nice. At the time, it was the nicest hotel I've ever gone into up until when we first arrived at the hotel that the competition was at. <laughs> so you were like, "This, there's yeah. nothing that could be better than this hotel. Oh, wait, the yeah. next hotel is slightly better. And it was like orders of magnitude. It was, the competition hotel was incredible. Absolutely beautiful. I saw that after the competition you uh you had a photo with a falcon on your arm yeah they had this um this cultural exhibit at the uh, athlete hotel that was that was pretty fun learned all about saudi arabian culture and yeah i got to hold the falcon <laughs> it's funny because you posted that photo and you sent me a message on instagram i think uh, or maybe we were chatting on Instagram because I had actually gone falconing in upstate New York like that same weekend. Yeah. So for like a brief period of time, we were we were falcon buddies. I thought that was really I thought that was really cool. Um, what are some where are some places you'd like to travel or compete that you you know haven't had a chance to go to yet? Well, last year, Junior Worlds was originally going to be in Egypt, and that would have been really fun. And it got moved to Romania, which also would have been really fun, but. Then it just got canceled. It keeps getting moved. It keeps getting moved. And it's nowhere. Okay. That's the least fun. That's the least fun option. <laughs> what about in the, what about in the U S like, are there any places you've competed national? Obviously, you know, USA weightlifting is always picking different cities for national events. I enjoy going and exploring some of these cities. You know, when I do color commentary, anywhere stick out to you, you know, here in the U S where you're like, Oh, that's actually a pretty cool city. I never would have gone there if it weren't for weightlifting. At the national meets, we don't explore all that much. Um, uh, Grand Rapids is pretty good. Were you in Detroit this summer? Did you compete at nationals in Detroit? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Again, we weren't we weren't there for very long. I do remember that venue was cool because you could look across the water to Canada and have the big Canadian flag over there. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, we really just don't get to explore very much. Just. My dad takes all his PTO for me. I, I feel lucky because I get to go for commentary, but like I don't have to compete. So my job's pretty easy. Like I talk about the sessions, but I don't have to like train or warm up or really watch my diet. So I tend to pig out and have fun exploring these competitions. And I forget the athletes, you're there for a very specific thing. You have to be locked in. So I count myself uh, very, very lucky on that. Uh, Hampton, where's the best place for people to follow along with your training and um, you know, your competition career. My Instagram is at Hampton Morris. There's no punctuation. And I've also started posting on my YouTube a little bit, uh, trying to get into that. So far, it's just been the Rogue Bella Challenge and, uh, and a training video. Wait, you won the Bella Challenge for your weight class, didn't you? 
Yeah. Tell us tell us what that is because people don't people listening might not know. Rogue puts out these these challenges. It can be all sorts of things, and they're all all across strength sports. What mm-hmm. was the Bella challenge? It was ground to shoulder, shoulder shoulder to overhead, then a re rack, then another shoulder to overhead. The re rack wasn't written in in the complex, but I always mention it because it's the hardest part. <laughs> <laughs> And it was it was by body weight. They had like some body weight categories, right? Yeah, the cutoff for mine was like sixty three, which is perfect. Absolutely. So, what'd you end up? What'd you end up doing? Uh, one hundred forty five kilos. So it was basically a clean and jerk, and then another, and then another jerk. Yes, sir. And, and like when you saw that, like I, Rogue puts out all these challenges. Some it's like hang from a pull up bar for as long as you can. Some it's it, they have all these sorts of things. When you saw that one, yeah, I remember there was like a suitcase carry or something. Or this one where you have to like hold a, you have to hold a 200 pound sandbag for as long as, I mean, some of these are pretty gnarly. When you saw the Bella complex, were you like, oh yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah, it was, with there only being three weight classes, I was like, this could go either way for me, but it worked out really well. It was, the ch- the complex itself is really good for me. What, what, um, what did you win? There was a cash prize and I also got a barbell. Rogue's got to be careful if they put the weightlifting focus challenges there. Like you're ready for them. Like yeah. they got, like you gotta, they gotta get a little more. You know, they'll probably if they had a handstand to one, you'd also probably do pretty well there. So they need to be a little careful. Otherwise, it's just free money for you. There was there was one that I could have done. It was like max reps. Uh, I think it was first a one mile run, then max reps chin ups, then front squat run one rep max. And the only thing that really would have limited me was the was the run, because I do uh, those pull ups in my warm up every day, and uh, weighted pull ups and weighted chin ups in my accessories, and my front squat is just uh, it's very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're a former a former soccer player. You could probably turn on the Jets on the run if you needed to. Been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Hampton, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us. It's great getting to know you a little better. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what you do uh, later this year. And we'll be following along. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me.